my shit right here. Shouts to Grand Hustle. Shouts to my nigga KT, what up, boy? Shouts to my nigga MLK, what's happening? KIP, Southern Brand, what's happening? Catch me up, take Southern every Saturday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. A-League, episode 75. <laughs> That's not the episode number, but who cares? We got Keem in the building. We got Jeremy on the phone. Squad hurting today, man. Hey. Yeah, we a little, we 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 down a few squad, people. Squad we down on, few on the IR, but, but you yeah. gonna hold it down for y'all. Y'all already know how we rocking. Keem, how you feeling? Trying to be good, trying to be good as trying to be good as always. Just uh, in you know, just really looking forward to the national championship game, but really not looking forward to the traffic. Like, Man. did y'all hear about <laughs> all the stuff that's supposed to be coming? And then you yeah. know who is also supposed to be in the building for the mess. So you know, it's it's supposed to be it's supposed to be crazy, but you know, it's um it's a lot. I mean, the the whole state is lit. The whole state is all set up. You know, they uh, you know, they they run they run for the G. They run for the G. That traffic is gonna be crazy. Cause you got to think, <laughs> you got you like you said. There's some convention going on downtown right now. Some right conference. Right. And then they're talking about it's gonna be raining and it's already freezing temperatures. So they're talking about freezing. Just rain, what we need more cold on the street. So you're talking about people traveling slower. Right. And then you got that man. You know, yeah. mama there goes. I mean, he's going to stop yeah. by the Capitol uh -huh. where it says before the championship. Oh, so man. He's so that's be a motorcade. downtown all day. And the thing is, is that for those that don't know downtown ATL, for those that don't know Atlanta traffic, Atlanta traffic is a mess even without all this madness going on with the <laughs> national championship game and then the, us getting the surprise visit from beep. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it's it's crazy. Then you then you magnify that by about five or yeah, ten yeah. with the national championship. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They, As if we needed another reason to expand MARTA. He <laughs> <laughs> said if you leave the house at the normal time that you leave the house right. to make it to a game, right. you'll make it there by halftime. By, by halftime. Time. See, that's why. That's honestly true. Why, if I was going to the game, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not driving my car. Oh yeah. I'm definitely yeah. not driving my yeah, car because you. Could you imagine how much night. parking is going to be? Yeah. yeah. You take martyrs to that. Yeah, go, go ahead and drive to H uh, H E Homes. You know, what I'm saying, and take that trip on down. <laughs> but I saw Kendrick last Spring. night. I so, saw Kendrick last night. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah that's I right. Did. He's performing at the yeah, at the, he, at that was, uh, he he did his rehearsals last night, and uh -huh. we found out as we left that he was doing that just in case. You know the the weather conditions yeah. didn't allow him to perform on Monday night. Man, I'm pretty sure Kendrick knows you know who is going to be there. I hope he takes a shot at him during the national championship game. Man. He gonna take a shot at man, him I'm during you. the performance. Kendrick Kendrick has some stuff, man. Oh, oh he Kendrick got some stuff planned. Oh, yeah, we'll see on stuff. Monday. It, it was it wasn't anything like he brought out somebody. It was just a great performance. Right. I mean, you you got to give it up. Yeah. And shout true. out to K Dot. Shout out to uh, TDE and everything like that. But uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the. Uh, I heard we got Jeremy on the phone lines. I don't know if we're straight out of Athens right now. Uh, straight out of Athens. Uh, so we're we're just gonna wait a little while. We're gonna bring on Jeremy on board and we're gonna yep. talk some college football and. Some professional football, but in other right. news, 
in other news. Did you hear about uh, the, the Ball family has now landed in California? Oh, here we go. Of course you standing for the Ball family, of course, as always. La- what is Ball. going on with Lonzo <laughs> and LaVar? What's going on with these folks? Well, they, they've landed in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. They're in Lithuania for all week. And yep. uh, at, at the press conference, I think LaVar Ball said, uh, the Ball family in Lithuania. Ball Lithuania. <laughs> 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 now, this dude, the I swear. English. They like the reporters were struggling just to ask some questions. Right. The the uh the players were, you know, struggling just to hear the questions. Oh, and what? the coach knew nothing. What? So, so, so they didn't even know they were completely unprepared for uh, for this for this LeVar Ball <laughs> Ball family takeover. They're, they're ball right, in the though. family hashtag. Well, well, one of them asked out Jello on a date. They said, I find you very attractive, Jello. I will you be my boyfriend? What really? <laughs> he, <laughs> really? He said, she was like, "Are you single?" Because I don't know any of this. He he denied it. Denied he, it. He, he just he just said no comment. All right. Even though his girl on every episode of Ball in the Family. So oh wow wow wow. It might be you know what I'm saying it might get lonely out in Lithuania. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> so hey hey, man. hey that's that that's sure. I'm pretty sure it probably won't get get so lonely out there. I'm pretty sure there'll probably be lots of there'll probably be lots of lots of people that are probably gonna want to you know that are probably gonna want to get some of the Ball family. Oh definitely. Who knows? The, the media Absolutely. bum rushed them. They bum rushed uh, them. Yeah. They bum rushed them at the airport like they did when um they returned from UCLA. But uh, we, can we get Jeremy on the phones now? Can we get Jeremy on the phones? Yeah, let's hey. let's see. Oh, Jay! He's hey. he's here. Hey, hey, you there? On, yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, how you doing, man? How's it going? I'm good, man. We we talk we talking about everybody. How everybody on IR this week? You know, we trying to hold it down. Pretty much. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, man. I hear that. I hear tell, 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 me, tell me why you think that's going to be the fight song playing at the end of Monday night. Huh? Tell me why you think that's going to be the fight song they play at the end of Monday night. Because it's just our year, man. It's just y'all's year? That's all I got to say. Very in-depth analysis <laughs> from the, the man himself, Jeremy Johnson. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Remember remember last week, the fact the last couple of weeks of shows, I said that, you know, I said that UGA was going to win the national title, but I said they were going to play Clemson. I mainly said they were going to play Clemson because I did not want to see Alabama back in the national title game because I'm just sick and tired like most of the country outside of Tuscaloosa. I'm sick of Alabama just like mostly everybody else. But, hey, if UGA got to get through Alabama, if they got to get through Road tied to win to win the natty and and have that party in Athens. Hey, heck with it. I agree with you, Ken. Um, but honestly, I just feel like it's just our year. I mean, I don't have any secret sauce analysis to put on it because if you really want to break it down, Alabama's the better football team. That's just based off what I've seen all year. Alabama's more physical, they're more experienced, and they have Nick Saban. Uh, Kirby Smart's great, and he's going to be a great, but you're not going to beat the teacher on your first shot. I think Georgia's going to win just because it's just their time. Is there something special about this team? And it's it just has that feel, and it's in and it's in Georgia, so that's that's another advantage. But I just I feel like Alabama's a better football team, so it would not surprise me at all if Alabama wins. The thing to me is. Alabama, this isn't the same Alabama we're used to this season. 
it's not. It's the, not. The, the entire season, they haven't dominated like we're used to seeing Alabama dominate. So that's the first thing that I'm seeing. And then the second thing is their level of competition they've been playing. So not only have they not been dominating, they haven't been playing good teams at all. Georgia's been playing good teams all year. They've dominated the bad teams that they were supposed to beat. Alabama, uh, kind of with the teams they were supposed to beat early on in the year. So I think Georgia's been on it all year. Georgia's been on it more so than um, Alabama's been on. And, you know, I'm saying just the level of competition they face and the way that they played against that love, uh, that competition, uh, the the highest uh, points that uh, Bama's ever put up against the highest ranked team they played versus the amount of points that Georgia's played on uh, Oklahoma last last week. That just shows you how pro- that comeback win says a lot about this team. You know, you can talk about experience, but I don't even think that experience even means anything because Georgia's played in the Auburn game was a big game. Uh, the SEC championship was a big game, and that semifinal was a huge game where they were down, you know, halfway across the – not even halfway across the country. Full way across the country, across back the country. In, L- in L.A. Coming back from a couple touchdowns down, a couple scores down, and just keeping that poise under that freshman quarterback. With a running attack like that, you don't need an amazing quarterback. You just need someone to manage your game and to get you to triple zeros. Hmm. And that's who Drake Farm is plus more. So I mean right. I, I think Georgia has I think Georgia has a better team, to be honest. I mean, just based off of what we've seen versus Bama this year and Georgia this year. I think Georgia just has a better team. So we'll we'll see. And then of course, they they always play well when they have more fans than, than <laughs> right. the away team. In Notre Dame they have more fans than Notre Dame. Mm. In LA they have more fans than Oklahoma. Right. And then the only game they lost was in Auburn where there were more Auburn fans than right. Georgia fans. So I, you know, I think just being in Atlanta, uh, that's pretty much a home game, and uh, I think Georgia has the edge. But but we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, I feel like that in many ways. You know, you're right. They definitely play well when they, you know when there are more fans. But it was kind of surprising thinking about the game last week. You know, against Oklahoma, the fact that there were more Georgia fans in L.A. than there were Oklahoma fans, given that Oklahoma, of course, is closer to SoCal than Georgia. It shows, number one, it shows that UGA fans indeed travel, and it also shows that, you know, that there is, you know, there's an excitement around this team. Like, we talked about this at previous Georgia teams. There, you know, it's one of those issues where there's always expectations there's always expectations, and maybe this has a lot to do with Mark Rick versus Kirby Smart, but there have always been expectations around Georgia, but it's always been something where even though they may do somewhat okay in the SEC, there was still Alabama. There was still the Bama problem. There was still the Florida problem. There was still the LSU problem and other teams. So the Auburn problem. The difference is that the expectation isn't from outside, from the fan base, from the people in the building now. Kirby Smart expects them to win football games. Georgia expects to win football games. Now, back under Mark Rick, I don't know if this is true or not. It just seems from outside looking in that they, you know, expected to beat the, the teams they're supposed to beat. But then when they went up against an Alabama or an LSU or an Auburn when they're really good, they didn't believe in themselves the way they do now. They didn't expect. Well, we're Georgia. It's not. They didn't look at it like, oh, that's Alabama. We're not really supposed to beat them. They look at it like now they look at it like we're Georgia. We're just as good as these teams and these programs. So we should be we should be in the conversation with these blue blood programs because in reality, 
we are a blue blood program. That's, that's the right. deal. It should have been like that the whole time. With you and you always have one of the best recruiting classes in in the country. Exactly. I mean, it should you should feel like you're up there because you are technically speaking, if you're talking about talent. And another great recruiting class this year. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all been an attitude, and Kirby Smart has brought the attitude of, I'm not going to accept, you know, eight and five. I'm not going to accept ten and three. I'm not. That's not acceptable anymore with the kind of talent that's here. Under Mark Reed, those were considered good years to win 10 ball games, which <laughs> yeah. in a lot of schools. It, it is. Great. It is. That's cute. Right. Cool. But and we in the SEC, we're talking cool. about championships. And yeah, in the SEC, at Georgia, we want championships. That's that's what they feel like they should be competing for. And not just nas- and not just um, SEC championships, but national championships that you mentioned. Right. Right. Going back to your point, though, Rashad, about um, Alabama being the better team or not. And experience not mattering. Look at what Clemson did the first time they played Alabama in the national championship game. It took them a second time to beat Alabama. Right, right. Because they had and they had Deshaun Watson, probably the best quarterback we've seen in college the last three, four years. Right. Yeah, you can. So it it even took that team an extra shot to win it. There's something to be said about having Nick Saban be able to prepare for you four months, which he didn't. He won't. He didn't. He didn't get this time, but. I'm sure they looked at Georgia, you know, throughout the months they had to prepare leading up because they may have thought they were going to face Georgia in the SEC championship game right. four months ago. Right, right. So there's a lot to be said about that. Nick Saban prepares like Bill Belichick. He doesn't leave any stone unturned when it comes to preparing for a team. Second of all, Jake Fromm is a good, decent quarterback, and I think he has a great future. He's not going to beat Alabama by himself. Once Georgia's running game is taken away, which it should be because – Alabama's front seven is elite. It's yeah, gonna right. be elite. No, even they don't have the name brand players they've had in the past. They're still elite in the front seven. Right, I agree with that. So I want I'm gonna be really interested to see if George is able to run the ball the way they have against a defense that's designed to stop the run. It's I mean it's almost like them going against themselves in practice every day. Yeah, I was watching you know SEC today. Uh, you know, SEC Network, and, and they were talking about how Georgia, uh, against Oklahoma, they were successful more when they ran on the outside, on the edges, you know, when they did, when they were in the wild dog formation. So it's right. just like, you know, I think, you know, it's the exact same thing here because, like you said, in that box, Alabama is so elite. They're going to get you. They're not going to let uh, them boys run up the middle. They're not going to let them run on the inside. But on the outside, on the edges, can they get that edge? Can they get that I think they can, man. I mean, th- this is an elite running core. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but a question that, that I want to go back to, ju- it's a little off topic. We brought up the, the recruiting class, this year's recruiting class. Jeremy, would you rather have, for the Falcons, for the next backup, would you rather have Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson? Justin Fields. So you're saying you, you think the Falcons should wait a couple more years and then drive Justin Fields as a backup? I mean, at that point, I would give Matt Ryan another two- or three-year deal to see if he can get a Super Bowl. And at that point, I would take Justin Fields, and he would be my quarterback of the future. Agreed. Agreed. As I mentioned last week, because I feel like that, you know, I think that the the feeling around the Falcons, I feel like that in many ways a lot of Falcons fans are still smarting from what happened last year in the Super Bowl. And I feel like that in many ways that kind of, you know, that kind of, 
you know, dare I say, love fest that some Falcons fans may have had with Matt Ryan may have been, you know, it may have been one of those things that may have eroded a little bit. But, you know, it's it's something where I think that in many ways, you just don't know exactly what you're going to get from the Falcons. You don't exactly know what you're going to get some years. You don't know if you're going to get a 7-9 season, an 8-8 eight eight season, a 9-7 season, or even a 12-4 or a 13-3. So I think that has a lot to do with it, that level of inconsistency in terms of, oh, they have the talent to be able to win the Super Bowl. They have the talent to be able to go 13-3 and and just roll over the rest of the, of the NFC. But... You know, sometimes, you know, the Falcons, you know, they don't play up to expectations. They don't play up to their competition. And a lot of that has to do with coaching. So, you know, that's that's one of those issues that is just in many ways permeating the Falcons. And going back to what you were saying earlier about Georgia, I feel like that the a, a big problem that kind of concerns me about Georgia is – is there going to be an emotional letdown after the Oklahoma game? Because we saw what happened with Alabama and Clemson. Alabama thrashed Clemson. Clemson did not. That, of course, was was not the same Clemson team we saw last year. Deshaun Watson is not walking through that door because he's now in Houston. But, you know, I feel Trevor like... Trevor Lawrence is. Trevor Lawrence is, yeah, right. <laughs> but I feel like that I kind of am concerned a little bit because one has to wonder that is there going to be an emotional letdown. But I feel like that that emotional letdown from last week you know, that could play well into this week may very well be, you know, may very well be canceled out by the fact that they're playing in Mercedes-Benz, that they're playing in front of mostly what's going to be their fans, and it's going to be pr primarily a home game for them. So I feel like that that may very well be canceled out because the adrenaline, I feel like, is going to be pumping through Georgia so much that I think it's going to be a huge reason as to why they win. It'll be close, but I got, I got Georgia winning this one 37-34. Oh, wow. I'm giving you a score. Hey, Jeremy, ju just so you know, heads up, we got David in the building now. What's going on, David? Not uh, much. Uh, car shot took my money. That's <laughs> what they do. I had to get my brakes replaced. Oh, yeah, definitely got to get those. That's important. Brakes and rotors. Mm. But I wanted to touch on Akeem's point about Matt Ryan first. Uh Matt Ryan, I, I had no ill wills against Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl. Me as a me as a Falcons fan, like I, I felt like Matt Ryan, I think I felt like he did what he was supposed to do. He had one of the better games of his career if you really looked at his stats. But I didn't. I don't like him as a leader, and I don't like him as how he's played this year. Like he's, they've been winning in spite of him this year, and during that Super Bowl, he didn't take charge of the huddle. You look at Tom Brady, you look at Aaron Rodgers, these guys are making as much money as Matt Ryan does. They take charge of the whole team. It's not just about the offense for them. And I think a team takes the personality of its quarterback and its coach, which Dan Quinn's a hard-nosed coach. And I like Dan Quinn. But Matt Ryan is the other side of that coin that he has a softness about him. That when things go wrong, he don't really know how to react. He just looks at the scoreboard and he has a little crazy look on his face which he has had since he was a rookie. He looks up at the scoreboard and like, what are we going to do? Instead of gathering the troops and rallying them and having them believing in him that he's going to get something done. That's my main issue with Matt Ryan. I don't think it's – skill-wise, he's one of the best. He's, he throws a great ball. He, you know, he, he runs – he can control the line of scrimmage. And he's, you know, he's, he's pretty tough as a player. He's taking some licks this year, and he just kept playing. I salute that. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl with that. You need the guy that everyone else on the team believes in. Someone else needs to, needs to turn, though. That's just my point. And as far as the Georgia game, 
I feel like they won't run the ball on the outsides as well because Alabama has way more speed than Oklahoma ever dreamed about having. That's that's my point. But I feel like they Georgia will be able to get enough offense to win. And I think they'll. I, I think Georgia squeaks by twenty four seventeen. Right, right. Okay, but uh, let, let's, you know, we, we've been on these Georgia teams for a minute. Uh, what what about, you know, the, the two teams in the NFC I feel like everybody's sleeping on? You know, uh, the Eagles and the Rams. Do the Eagles or the Rams or the Vikings, for that matter, have a chance of getting out? Anybody fr- that's not from the South, does anyone not from the South have a chance of making it to the Super Bowl this year? Um, I like what the Rams do. If they beat the Falcons today, they're on their way to the to meeting the Saints in the uh, NFC Championship. Oh, so you think they're going to beat uh, Carolina? No. Yeah, I got the Saints. My Super Bowl pick is the Steelers over the Saints right the Steelers. now. Steelers. If the Rams are somehow able to beat the Falcons today, they're built for the postseason. The only thing that worries me is their rookie coach and their second year quarterback. That's that's not a formula that wins Super Bowls. Number one, so, but they if if they're able to overcome the experience factor, that's the most complete football team in the NFC. I don't know Top about, to bottom, defensively and running the ball. I don't know about Pittsburgh beating New England on Foxborough. I can't see that. I mean, they're playing for something. You know, they're playing for you know Shazier. So I feel like that's going that's going to give them the edge. And I know they lost that first game, but that was a regular season game, and. I don't know, just every year they always hype up these New England-Pittsburgh matchups and Pittsburgh never shows up. And I think also, I think this year what? it may they very never well show be different. Up. They, they showed up in the past. I mean, they've been they to showed Super Bowls up a under Mike ago. Tomlin. I'm saying, so, like, they never shut. New England owns them. I mean, they, I mean, no, they've shown up. No. I think, I think this Pittsburgh year should have won that game. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh right. should have won that game. Pittsburgh should have won that game. Last time Pittsburgh beat New England. I mean, okay, but when's the last time that Pittsburgh got screwed out of beating New England? Thank you, and I think that's going to be in their minds, and that's what's going to get them to win. Pittsburgh's a cold-weather team. They can play in the snow in Foxborough. No, you know, every year, like I was here, my headsets weren't working. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this time, it was a catch, but they didn't roll it a catch. Well, we have injuries. It's just whoever scores the most points wins. Hey, New England got more to worry about this year than headsets. You you hear all that stuff that come out about Belichick and Garoppolo and Brady? I mean, it's all over the place. It's what everybody's talking about. That's every every year. They always try to come up with New England. It's always a controversy. David told us that was fake. Yeah, it's just controversy. You know, you had the flake gate. You had spy gate. Spy gate. And you have all okay, this. those are real. Those yeah, those are real. real. You always have the stuff. There's always some controversy. They always got to conjure up in New England. It's never just a straight year when they just because nothing. because I mean when you cheat in the past, like <laughs> you don't get the benefit of the doubt. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, it's one of those things that just happens year after year after year with with New England. But I like I said, I really do think that if any team has a shot to beat them in the AFC, it has to be Pittsburgh. I remember listening to somebody and they said that. If New England was a was a number one seed in the NFC, they would have a they would have a chance to possibly be bounced out in the in the divisional playoff round. But since they're in the AFC, which is yeah. so depleted, I mean Tennessee's not beating them, Buffalo's not beating them, Jacksonville. I know everybody's hyping up Jacksonville this oh, year, no. but they're definitely not beating them. And Kansas City, I don't trust Kansas City in the playoffs. <laughs> Andy Reid, <Reach. laughs> but I, I just don't I just don't trust anybody you know in the AFC. But in the NFC, I mean all six of those teams. 
really do have a shot to to beat New England. If it is New England in the oh, Super Bowl my. again, I think so. Oh, six? Uh, yeah. Any of those? Well, maybe trust, not Philly without Nick, without Carson Wentz. I don't trust Carolina either. You don't trust Carolina? No. They, they beat them earlier this season. Yeah, it's just now the, their injuries. There's injuries, the coaching, and then, like, what I just noticed, like, if you take away the run and you force Cam to throw. I don't know what Cam was on last week in Atlanta. Good question. Played, Atlanta, played them, Atlanta played them well, QB spy. And you had and you had just McCaffrey right there in the run game, and it's just it, and know, McCaffrey was dropping some. McCaffrey been on some stuff all year. Just, yeah, you know it's just it's it's ugly. Just try to see Cam try, to, you know, because he got these fundamentals that you know just he throws off his back foot, and you got these Atlanta has a fast defense, and you know Keanu Neal and. Deion Jones against these uh, practice squad receivers they throwing out there and stuff. You know, it's, <laughs> Atlanta has that advantage, and it's just like all these, uh, you know, all these other, any smart defense coordinator will see that. You know, just like oh, just make them throw, and because you know, like he he doesn't he he doesn't make his receivers better. Like say like a, Brady, or, like a Brady, a Peyton, or a Rogers. You know, or Ross, you know, Big Breeze. Ben, uh, Ben, you know, and uh, Breeze. You know, it's just. It's just ugly. Orion with Shanahan. Orion with Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't trust them. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, like you said, we'll see what happens. But you know, my um, you know, my early Super Bowl pick, I, I gotta I gotta kind of almost go with Jeremy what he just said. I mean, you know, Steelers and Steelers and Saints. I'd like to see that, but you know, I know that one of the things that for sure they're gonna for sure be watching is Minnesota. Can Minnesota get through the NFC and Host a Super, Super Bowl in their own building. There's a reason as to why it's never been done. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see it being done this year. I mean, I know Minnesota has a great defense, but like you said, it's you know it's an experience factor, and I just don't trust Minnesota in the playoffs. Quite frankly and truly, because of you know because of the experience factor, I really don't trust LA in the playoffs. Yeah, so Casey Keenum. I mean, uh, well, Rex Grossman playing the Super Bowl. I can't see Case Keenum taking anyone to a Super Bowl. I like Case Keenum, and I really feel like he needs a chance to be a starter somewhere. Like he's a, he's a real quarterback in the NFL. Like there's no smoking mirrors about what Case Keenum brings to the table. He can play, but he's not he's not he's not taking he's not beating Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, uh, who's the other quarterback? Breeze. Uh, Drew Breeze. He's not beating those guys in the postseason. I'm sorry. I, I like Case Keenum, but. I I don't care where they play the game. They can play the ball. They can play the game over here at Georgia's basketball court. Game <laughs> and play these things on. It, it doesn't matter. McKinnon's still leading Russia, right? Games, but Case Keenum's not going to win them the games, which is what quarterbacks have to do in the postseason. It's so crazy that everybody – when Case Keenan was in Houston, everybody was talking about him as if he was one of the worst quarterbacks. Now all of a sudden he's in Minnesota winning games with a defense behind him, kind of like – you know, kind of almost like what happened a, a few years ago, a long time ago with the Baltimore Ravens when they had Trent Dilfer and they went to a Super Bowl. I mean, if you have a – if you have a – but then again, that was – you know, that was a all-time great NFL defense I'm talking about. That's <laughs> too. Right. True. The game is a lot different. Yeah, like yeah. you have to be able to score to win in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you go against Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger in, in the Super Bowl, like that, they don't stand a chance. Like that, there is no way they're scoring with those two teams. Mm-hmm. With Case Keenum, that's and, and and they keep saying Sam Bradford may come back. Okay, 
Yeah, he's one hit away. <laughs> yeah. Ted- Teddy! Would, the, the great Teddy, point. Would you, trust, would you trust Minnesota more with Teddy Bridgewater than with Case Keenum? Because I think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Case Keenum. What did Teddy Bridgewater do in the playoffs when they had to – it was but nine to six or something like that? Well, wasn't he like 12 then, man? He's, he's I mean, old. That's, tight, tight. <laughs> that's, a, that's the last time he played a football game. So. That was a <laughs> yeah. tight game. I think yeah, it was the Georgia kicker, Mr. Was it Walsh that missed the kick? Yeah, Blair Walsh. Yeah, yeah I remember that game. Yeah, yes. I remember that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. Seattle defense was actually a lot better than it was now. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, shout, salute to L.A., man. I mean, regardless of what happens when this episode comes out, uh, for them to turn it around like that with Case Keenum being the worst quarterback I've ever seen, and Jared Goff being even worse than that when he got a chance at the end of last season. Yeah, it's, what, it's amazing what happens when you get rid of, when you get rid of Mr. 7-9 and nine, Jeff Fisher. To turn that around with um, – a dude who graduated Mirrors High School in 2004. <laughs> he graduated high school in the 2000s. In the 2000s, and now he's in the playoffs. <laughs> Amazing. The bottom, that monster that's number 30 back there. They finally started to give him the ball. That's what changed. Yeah. And, and they right. got Sammy Watkins. I don't know what happened with Jeff Fisher, man. I was like, dude had you know, Chris Johnson, Lindell White, <laughs> you know, all these guys. and Vince Young. <laughs> Vince Young. Oh yeah, Vince Young and just the goat. And you know, he had the you know, I always had the elite defense and you know, couldn't do nothing with uh with Los Angeles and they had all that all that young talent. I just never understood why just like all that talent and who knows, maybe just maybe if they were able to do something with that talent, they may not even be the Los Angeles Rams. They may still be in St. Louis as we speak. I'm not going freaking seven and nine. <laughs> they may be in St. Louis. They may be still in in the Lou. They wouldn't even be in L.A. I think Kronk is that money, man. I believe that Jeff Fisher will get another job, even though he's clearly not a good head coach. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, we, we were talking about that uh, Rooney rule. I don't know. Like, how, how much you think, David? I don't think so. I think, like, the, I think the trend now is everybody's trying to get – Young. These uh, assistants, these younger assistants, and and trying to get people to like, because you got these quarterbacks like Trubisky and, and uh, Stafford. You know, they're trying to get quarterbacks to you know, take them to the you know next level. They're using like the whole Carson Wentz and Jared Goff thing as a blueprint. You know, they're trying to get get these quarter, you know, these young coordinators that can work with these quarterbacks and put them in the best position to win. Because a lot of these, you know, a lot of these teams have good defenses, but their offenses are just uh, awful. And you know, it's a lot of young quarterbacks they're breaking in now, so it's just I think that's the model that things are going to. You know, like coordinators and quarterback coaches seeing more of that. Speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of coaches getting huge contracts, what about John Gruden getting ten years? Is this right? Ten years, a hundred million dollars from the Raiders. How long has it been since he's been a coach? Huh? Come again? How did he get that contract? How's Don Gruden get this money? Because of his name? Get halfway through the, he won't even make it through half of that contract. He's gone by year five. Gone by gone by year five. <laughs> Everybody watch ESPN. That's those uh, Jim Jim Bus Render Raiders. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Don like, Gruden is the most overrated coach in the history in modern day history of football. Preach, yeah. preach. Yeah, he he won with Tony Dungy's team, right? And that was it. Yeah. 
He he had one Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh, he got a Super Bowl, though. He right. Josh, he had Josh Freeman, right? Yeah, Josh Freeman at, at the end of uh, Tampa yeah, Bay. Couldn't, couldn't develop him. I remember they had, like, years he just going through quarterbacks. Like, like he had, like, five quarterbacks on the roster at one time. And just – Dang, Josh like, that, that well, why is he known as a quarterback guru? Because he has a show where he talks to quarterbacks that yes. come out of college. Yeah, he's just he's just likable. <laughs> he's just likable, and it's just you know that that goes a long way. It's just you know who I like to be though. Right about now, after seeing Gruden get that big contract, Bill Cowher. Because if Gruden can get if Gruden can yeah, get not. ten years, a hundred million from Oakland, what if what if a team seeks out Bill? How much is he worth now? I know, no, the, the Falcons were looking towards him a few years ago. That's uh, like Tupac got a better chance coming back for. for <laughs> yeah, Cowher's done. Yeah, because they've been talking about it for years. They're like, oh, he's going to get you know, he wants to be close to his daughters. You know, he can go to New York. You know, the Jets and Giants job been available for years. And you had the Carolina job that was available. He still didn't come back. Because so. every single time a coaching job comes available, it's always Gruden or Cower, or maybe it's always one of those two, or maybe Parcells. It's one of those two, one of those old time coaches that we remember from the '90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. always. Yeah, absolutely. is the best negotiator. Yeah. They're like, oh, he had a he, uh, he Dave won. Chappelle. Ask Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a matter of time, but it's like, hey, we need to have Rex Ryan because he was a defensive guru. And I was like, not knowing that he can't develop quarterbacks and all he has is a defense. He should be a defensive coordinator, but, you know, somebody was like, oh, he should be a head coach because he's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing how how this happens, how the NFL works. It's so it's so convoluted from the fact that that you know Gruden got this big contract, all the stuff going on in New England with the with with Belichick, and then I heard this hot rumor saying that he may end up coaching the Giants to <laughs> to to kind of stick it to Robert Kraft because you know because of the whole Garoppolo Brady deal. So it's just crazy. It's huh. just crazy. Belichick going to coach the who? You heard me right. You heard me right. I saw that hot rumor on the uh, on the gram and on Twitter. Who's, I, hey, who, that would be who, something who, if he took who, Eli who's Manning. Who's a man coming on on Monday to Atlanta? In uh, the words of him, fake news. Uh, hey, I, I don't support the whole uh, phrase, but in this case, I think that's fake news. Oh yeah, you know people. Be- Belichick ain't going to know Giants. Come on, man. that would be something if he did not, coach not, the not Giants the next, to Eli to a third the ring. Next three doing. years, not in the next three years. It's, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, episode 75 of the A-League, I appreciate you for calling in, Jeremy. <laughs> you were a real one. David came in, uh, you know, came, played through the injury, you know what I'm saying? So everybody on IR, we're we going to be back full uh, full team next week. Oh, yeah. Everybody go around the room, say your names and all that good stuff. Uh, it's David Norwood, Twitter's at DNorwood90. Uh, RashadMilligan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Glue. <laughs> Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Grand Beyond the W. Check it out. You going to be at the parade January in Athens? Yes, sir. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right, all right, Jeremy, you Jeremy, good? You ain't going to do your sign-off? Oh, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Johnson, uh, Clark underscore, Kent underscore 75. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that, that's A-League for the week, man. Oh, yeah, right. Peace.